Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Pot Scott Pot Scottcast. That's been my drink. <laughs> Damn it, oh Scott! That was God. the last tip. That's the best part. You fucking ruined it. Oh, let's do it again. I was savoring the last, and that's ruined now. What am I going to get? Like, fill this thing up with like ten percent of this drink? I have to go to the grocery store and get some more. Oh, oh, you, oh! I thought you said I was ru- I ruined the theme, the intro. Right. The best never, part of the pod. Never, <laughs> no, the best part is <laughs> the last sip of the drink, and I, I nearly spit it out of my nostrils, which would have also been all over my my mic. What was the drink? Which is a hazard. The drink was this new hydration water. Got to be ready for yeah. my next uh, weigh-in thing. I got to do skinfold measurements tomorrow, so I can't be boozing it up. Oh. Put on them LBs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I forgot that you're you're now just sculpting your body for vain YouTube hits. At will. I'm just fucking doing it at will, man. Just uh, showing people, yeah, it's not that hard. It's not that hard to lose weight, actually. just You just do it. You're the closest thing I know to like one of those Instagram models that that just like whores their body out for content. Yeah, it's really easy to do too. Did you hear about that Instagram model who dresses up as Catwoman and robs stores and shit? I did not. She got busted. She's like Australian or something like that, but like she uh, dresses up like in a full ass Catwoman outfit and robs like diamond stores and shit like that she's not like a good criminal but she Mm -hmm. has like a following not only on instagram following but actual like little minion people she has hench people so she's robbing you said she's robbing things and then she's posting about on instagram and nobody's really the authorities are not onto this i don't think she posted the robberies on instagram but there's security footage out there that shows her like in a catwoman outfit like robbing convenience stores and shit sounds like a job for the ham track <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> that would be so satisfying but i was writing the ham avengers and in the software it's got like writing statistics so it tells you like how how much dialogue is spoken by one person versus another basic stuff like that. That's supposed to kind of give you an overview of your story. One of these things is this <laughs> for lack of a better term, because I don't have it written down, but it's like uh, how sexist is this work? It's a misogyny indicator. It's, the, it's a misogyny index. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The index check the MI. <laughs> yeah. And it's criteria is um, you need to have two female characters who talk to each other about something other than a, a male character. Like their entire existence isn't always dependent on the protagonist. Yeah, or just a guy. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's got to have two female characters talking about something that's not a guy. So far, the screenplay, the audio play, whatever you call those kind of scripts, is totally sexist. <laughs> there's no there's no females talking to females. Literally, there's a fucking... Isn't the sausage on our logo? I mean, come on. That's true. What is that? It's a sausage fest. Right. (laughs) A bunch of dudes that, you know, they're too busy uh, fighting crime to, I mean, well, afterwards, though. You're still talking to that one lady? She, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't scared her away? She's a voice actor for a living. So I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, might be a good idea to get her on the team. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was telling you before, bro. That's a good idea. I didn't realize you were still talking to this lady. I think I you were just, I just met her, like yeah. yeah, like the day before or whatever. And uh, yeah, we've been still going on and off. So, um, but yeah, she she's like a she does the audible, you know, audible people. She's a auto a narrator, narrator. Oh, okay, narrate narrator. She narrates, yeah, and also she's like does stuff stage performance and stuff like that. So I mean, she's all right. So kick this, check this, pitch this to her. I think because we have a lot of like random tip jar bandit roles, like she should play like a trio of tip jar bandits. So, uh, but yeah, point is if we can like squeeze roles out of her and get some free work going, just, you know, because you have an ab video, let's do it. That's what it was, Scott. That's why I made the video. This is all, it was all so I could pick up chicks. You know, it totally paid off. Four months of grueling work. 
Oh yeah, she was saying so, so that ad video. She said she she was saying she's like like you know my, she was like uh, I could be the like when I had the computer the female computer voice. She was like I could have been you know I was like she was like I would totally do some voice work for you. And I was thinking in my head like I got some some other rules for you some role playing ideas oh, that boy. we can do. Yeah, <laughs> but like you ready for some real kinky shit? Some some role playing? Yeah. Oh jeez. I don't know if I want to know about this. We're going to do some hamstring Avengers. <laughs> Me and my friends, we're all going to get together. And she's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? She's like, I'm not sure I'm into this. Uh, I'm like, no, no, no. It's like, uh, it's like a pod comic. Oh, and of course, because we all know pod comics now. But, you know, when you say role-playing, I mean, that's what it is. That's what it is. We're just... Yeah, I you know, I thought that story was going a completely different way, and I'm, like, the guy putting on this thing on. So that's an option. But uh, getting back to the shower thought, though, <laughs> the actual shower thought was that I was thinking of, well, I was thinking about t-shirts and I was thinking about how you could have a hella bitch t-shirt design because there was that one episode where we talked about, it was like when the coronavirus was coming out and like somehow I needed like a ride down to Florida and I, I said we could get some people in a helicopter and those hella people and then I was like, why not make, you know, the hella bitches come down us? H-E-L-I, hella bitches. Because you, you could just have a t-shirt that just shows like somebody, you know, some some chicks rain, raining down from a helicopter I mean, you've done that practically already with the, some of those shirts, like the the one with Bendy, where it's he's parachuting down from the, uh, the Loch Ness monster with some dynamite. Remember that? And like that, with some hella bitches coming down from a helicopter, and boom, and then it just says hella bitches on it. And people are like, what, uh-huh. what does that shirt mean? And he'd be like, well, there was this one episode, too, of Scottcast where, or the Hamtramck Avengers, where. We always have this plot in our head when we like put out merch on this Scottcast store, like, yeah, people are going to buy this and they're going to be like, I'm going to explain this episode. <laughs> yeah like people are like ductator what's that and you can tell them the whole story <laughs> yeah we have a whole line of ductator merchandise that nobody has purchased <laughs> yeah you have such a wide selection where do you even start right throw pillows bikinis mini skirts hat you know what what do i sweaters like, there's an art print shit scott where can they get some of that it's juicy tech the scottcast.com Okay, that next segment. <laughs> I've grown weary of advertising, I guess, in my in a pot in this pot age. Yeah, who needs music? Who needs the the catchy music that used to play? That's just boom. That's it. Yeah, buy that shit. I'm starting to lose money p- based purely on effort in advertising the Scottcast hmm. shop, yeah, just like yeah. in like emotional effort, you know, because you got to have a emotional profit to it too. So for me, that shop is just like, it's like my little artistic shelf. You want to come by and get something? Fine. If you don't, go fuck off. I'm a hermit in the woods. You know, one of these days, I'm going to send you a design for the Hello Bitches, and you don't have to do any of them. Don't have to worry about your emotional involvement, the, the cost, the net uh, cost or anything like that. Pro bono for you. Oh, that's so nice. So I, I was thinking too with that the Hamtramck Adventures though we got to have a scene where all the bitches come down from the helicopters and they're like a, a elite task force or something we got to fight them yeah. off. I could see I could see that happening in the first first episode. That would help your ratio, Scott. The misogyny and it would help. Yes, what we need. So We'd all of a sudden have like five characters that are all not really talking. Well, I don't know. <laughs> they might be talking about the guys. Yeah, they're just gonna have an independent conversation, not about the plot at all. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be like them going to the grocery store, them stopping at Seven Eleven or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Before the battle, like they're like, st- you know, like yeah, you guys want you need some snacks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So tell this lady, what's her name? Could we do we say her name? I, I don't. I doubt she'll ever. If if it doesn't work out, she'll never listen to this. So don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. What's her name? Megan. Megan. So tell Megan that we need three characters who can conversate with themselves easily. We're not paying any money. And this is going to be what makes us not sexist. Marketed as talented Audible. <laughs> Get those free Audible trials back. It's for exposure, Megan. Tell, we'll tell her, <laughs> hey, like we give out. For, we used to give out free Audible trials. I don't know. Maybe that'll be an incentive. Remember, our code got taken away because, like, I don't know why. I think it was because we were telling people to just cancel, so we could have money. Didn't like it when you milk the system like that. Although they got like twelve or fifteen months out of me or whatever it was, <laughs> right? They got like they got like over a year's worth of uh, Audible credits milked from me. Like I, I paid like fifteen dollars a month for like at least a year. So yeah, and the rub is is that like you didn't like that was the only 
bounty I ever got out of that program. But yeah, that's it never crossed the threshold. So I didn't even get any money out of it. <laughs> they never paid it out. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, did. I, I haven't crossed a hundred dollars. I haven't made a hundred bucks ever. I'm maybe like half of that. So I got to wait like maybe another two months and then I can cash out. Unless they like want to give you a gift card or some shit. I'm like, no, I don't want a gift card. I want cold hard cash in my bank account. Son. You know what's crazy though? Like there's so many scammers out there apparently raking it in, getting people to buy gift cards all the time. It's like always buying gift cards. Like uh, Sabella and I were just, just had an odyssey dealing with this person. Someone we, someone we know recently got duped by like some Instagram scammer pretending to be a prince from Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, those guys exist. Yeah. And they play a hard, they play such a hard game. This person was like, like trying to falling in love with this person. And like, they were having like this intimate, like back and Mm -hmm. forth. And then like, they were like, okay, in order for me to come see you, you have to buy 10 Chili's gift cards. Show me your love and Chili's. (laughs) How many Chili's do you like? How many peppers do I equate to? And the page shows a little chili pepper on the scale. (laughs) Right. It fills up your little love meter fills up. You got 10 Chili gift cards. Yeah, the Dubai consulate will only accept Chile gift cards for a passport. Hey, national currency in this made-up <laughs> Arabian country that you've never heard of. Somewhere in the Middle East. <laughs> Dubai. But yeah. yeah. Because like, the catch is that he's like a real guy. And, like you can Google him, right? And yeah. he's got a Wikipedia. And like mm. these people just impersonate him and like, you know, <laughs> send like pictures of his press releases as like selfies. And it's like, so they would believe that uh, this some rich prince or whatever would do that. But if it was like, if it was some celebrity in real life, like you're like, oh my God, it's actually Kim Kardashian I'm talking to. Oh yeah. I need to send her Chili's gift cards. I mean, like that's probably like, because <laughs> like those prints probably have like as much money as the Kim Kardashian where like, you know, they're Kardashian people are like almost like about a billion or billion dollars of net worth. Yeah. That's probably like some of those princes. So yeah, you, you think you got a shot with them, just like how you'd have a shot with like Kim Kardashian or something like that? Like, I really got her. I, I can't believe it. It's like, no. <laughs> I just thought we had a thing going with it. We both love chilies. <laughs> <laughs> we always talked about their Fiesta Bowl. Map. Yeah. <laughs> you had the same maps. We had this, uh, we had something there. You know, I'm just imagining there's though that there's like some nerd somewhere like standing outside of Chili's like with a trench coat being like, hey, want an easy meal? <laughs> like opening up the yeah. trench coat. They call me Kim. What if Chili's was in on it the whole time? Too? They're just like, it's like a Heisenberg thing. You've seen Breaking Bad, right? Los Chili's is part of the scam. <laughs> That's how Chili's is staying afloat in the virus pandemic is that they're scamming people to buy Chili's gift cards. Well, you know that whenever they sell gift cards to people, they they know nobody's going to use those gift cards. Like almost like, I don't know what's, there's a huge number. I don't remember what the stat is, but like 75% or whatever, or 80% of people who buy gift cards for other people, like they never end up using them. So it's just, it's just money for the company. It's just like giving them money because they, they never come into the restaurant to use it. So Chili's would love it if people are just buying them gift cards all the time. So they're like, yeah, okay. So you're going to ask this guy, you're going to scam them, but you're going to scam them using our shit. Chili's gift cards. Yeah. And even if that person, some, even if somehow that person gets those Chili's gift cards, they're probably not going to use them. So this is 100% profit. And there's always like 25 cents left on a gift card, right? Yeah. And then like you never use it again. You, like, you don't want to be like on that date and you're like, wait a minute. I got a little something. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're, like, you're like, I got this. Like, first of all, I'm going to pay for the meal, be a baller. But then you're like, and use the, can you use this? You're trying to be discreet about it. And they're like, oh, you have a gift card? And they're like, sorry, sir. Uh, there's only 25 cents on here. Do you really want to use it? <laughs> you're like, you're goddamn right. Did I stutter? <laughs> the date's like, oh, God. This guy's literally uh, counting that nickels and dimes. <laughs> I mean, I you know, some think. people might like that. You know, some some ladies you might like a man who controls his finances. <laughs> no, you should just take that and be like, "Yeah, this got twenty five cents on it." You just fucking boss it behind you in the trash, <laughs> and then, later, then after the date, you go back and pick it up. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the that's the desperation move. Will you risk a germ warfare with this piece of plastic in order to have a quarter? 
you have like a twenty five thousand uh, dollar medical bill in the ICU if you for trying to fish out that twenty five cent Chili's uh, gift card out of the trash when you got Corona. Hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> Right? Oh, is that a we've reference? All there. We've all been, you, you could just string that whole scenario. We've all been chatting with a, a fake Arabian prince. <laughs> 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 out a gift card. Out of the, yeah, that's, that's good. That's we've good. been there. We've all been there. So, man, I think we got something to talk about. Uh, a little something you might like to talk about. Everyone likes to talk. News coming. Yes, space news. Space News. A little quiet, but I like it. I was wondering if that was just on my end. I'm going to have to enhance that one in post. <laughs> that was a weak-ass space news, Scott. Yeah, I was going to say it too. And then I was like, wait, I'm not going to ruin it this time. Let me just listen to it. And it's all scary. And then I was like, space news. Let me see if I can pump it up. Oh, yeah. Space news. Is that better? Blew my mind and my eardrums. Nice. Alrighty, so it's space news. Something that affects us as Scott Castigators. I've never had a space news topic come across my desk that was more important to the future of Scott Cast City, our subterranean home, and the place of our future lineage. There's reports from scientists. Scientists, Scott? And <laughs> science, you say? Yes. Well, this is space news. What the hell? Why are we talking about... Uh, are we talking about astronauts? Are we talking about space researchers, Scott? Astronomers? We're talking about, we're talking about space phenomena happening at the center of the Earth. A black hole is posited to exist deep underground at the center of the Earth. So my question is a philosophical question. First of all, is it still space news if it's a black hole, but it's also within the Earth? I think it's space news because it's news that space is in the Earth. You know what I'm saying? I mean, technically everything's in in, a, in space. <laughs> yeah. Earth is flying through space at an incredible speed, like what, 300,000 miles per hour, something like that? Yeah. And our galaxy is moving at millions of miles per hour through the, uh, you know, uh, universe. That was the Mal- Ian Malcolm quote there through the... Uh, the, the <laughs> yeah. So technically, everything is space news. Especially toilet news, apparently, is space news. But how are we going to build a city when, like, if we delve too deep, like the ball rock itself... <laughs> that's, that's what they were talking about in The Lord of the Rings. It wasn't the Balrog. It was the fucking black hole, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> Gandalf's like, there's other stuff down there that you don't know. Remember, he says something along the lines like, oh, there's, there, they delve too deep and unlocks. And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. you're talking about the Balrog? And he's like, no, there's other shit down there too, but you never know what it is. They tried to, they leave it mysterious on purpose. It was a black hole the whole time. <laughs> it was. <laughs> if you, the, the dwarves that delve too, they got sucked up by a black hole. Yeah. Tolkien, astrophysicist. That man was ahead of his time. Right. Linguist, astrophysicist. He was like if Noam Chomsky and Neil deGrasse Tyson fucked. Hmm. It's a warm mix. What about, uh, <laughs> isn't that when they, they posited black holes exist around the time of Tolkien anyways? Because that was like mm, between World War One and World War Two that he was, I don't, well, he wrote them for several, I, I guess he, he spent a long time working on these. So mm-hmm. who's to say when he actually came up with it? But if it was more towards the, the end of when he was writing the books then it would be possible he would know about black holes. Maybe oh. they got the ideas from Tolkien. They're like, yeah, he was writing and filling in details about Lord of the Rings his entire life. He has, still has unfinished works regarding the Lord of the Rings and that universe. So I wonder what you would think if you, like, if, if you told Tolkien, like, all right, well, let's imagine that we're making an underground city here, okay, when you're not just di- delving into a mountain. I'm talking about going deep down, mm-hmm. you know, past the Balrogs, you take a left at the Balrog, okay? You keep going. Like, do you going to hit a little pocket? What you going to hit? And would you hit a, would, would it be a black hole? I mean, do you want to test that? You know, like that's not something. If there was a you, black Did you pull hole, it up? Did you, did you happen to read that article? I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it yet. That's what I, okay. I'm very curious. Well, I saw the news story, but then when I went to click on it, it didn't open it up in Chrome. So I never got to read it. Like it lost it or whatever. And I was going to look it up later. I just never got a chance to. Because I thought, why would that, why would there be a black hole if, if the Earth is it's hypothesized right now that it's that filled with like nickel and um, iron melted down in the core of the Earth, you know the molten core. If that's not there, then why do we have a magnetosphere? 
that protects us from ionizing radiation, which by the way, I'm an, that factors into a D and D thing. We're going to, well, maybe, maybe that's what this researcher is positing this, this, this overwhelmingly intelligent scientist that the black hole is what creates the magnetosphere. Good. Okay. But yeah. how, like, why? It's like, black holes have like, okay, so like black holes have an accretion disk that form around them. That's this matter that's swirling around. So maybe that matter is very hot and that would cause a magnet, uh, magnetosphere because of all the, yeah. Well, there we go. I, yeah, I don't know. I got to read that article, man. That sounds super interesting. I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot about it. I was looking to, I was going to look into it again. Why are they thinking that? What, should you read their article then? Uh, let me pull it up. All right, let me pull this some bitch up to you. Yeah, let's pull it up. And it says, 13 scientists say, like, if you don't believe the first scientist, there's 12 others that you should believe as well. What a strange title. It says this, 13 scientists say, in a real journal, a real journal, there's a black hole in the center of the earth. What is the, uh, what is the journal then? Uh, Open Access Macedonian Journal of Medical Macedonian. Sciences. That is hilarious because my character in the D&D thing is from Macedonia and it's going to tie into this, Scott. I'm going to tie this into our D&D what's this, thing. What's this D&D thing where you keep mentioning? Like, remember the Chuck Tingleverse thing that we were doing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you know my character is from it's, it's, does, whatever his name is. Does, you know, you can't say his name. It's an ancient Macedonian name that means from the stars. That's why I'm an alien. Okay. So my character is because I built up a backstory for him because you know I made it on the spot. I didn't have a fucking backstory. I wanted to have it ready for when Ian came next. And the backstory I came up with is that I'm really stealthy and shit. But then I get superpowers, kind of like um, Superman, because I told you I was kind of like Superman, sort of Superman crossed with Batman because I got the I don't have a grappling hook, but whatever. And normally I only have powers when I'm in outer space, and I get all my energy from ionizing radiation. So like the earth is constantly bombarded with ionized radiation. That's what gives me my powers, like the Hulk or whatever. And I get like, you know, it's like gamma radiation, right? It's only when our characters somehow end up in space that I get a power up or when we go to a place where like the Aurora Borealis or something like that, or where you got a weird magnetosphere kind of thing going on. And that makes my skin glow blue. You know, so that's like my power thing. I think it's ironic that if there's a black hole in the center of the earth and this is Macedonian research journal and this, ma- this black hole is making the magnetosphere mess with that then if our characters somehow mess with the black hole in the center of the earth there could be a segment where my character gets some kind of crazy power upgrade because it's messing with all of a sudden the ionizing radiation gives me a juices me up Steroids. wow that would have been hard to explain in the episode yeah i'm glad we didn't i don't know what happens to chuck tingle first i just assume that's what happens you know that yeah it's big... just a lot of weird sex yeah so perfect so my character has a backstory now for why he went from being, he was too serious of a character. So, And he's socially awkward too because he's, he doesn't have any street skills. He just has the book smarts because he's an alien. And it's not like uncommon for like a, like a desk to become like sentient and like become a thing that people have sex with. So here we go. I'm just going to read a bunch of quotes from this. So that, what does the article say? Uh, the article says, recently some scientists from NASA have claimed that there may be a black hole-like structure at the center of the Earth. We show that the existence of life on the Earth may be a reason that this black hole-like object is a black brain that has been formed from biological materials like DNA. The black hole is formed from mass that is derived from DNA or something? What? Yeah. It's, uh, I don't think you're supposed to. <laughs> I don't think they're wording it right. I don't think they just threw a lot of stuff in there, Allison. Let, like, me, let, me, let me see if I can, let me see, David, if I can uh, explain it a little bit more by going further. Yeah. Uh, size of this DNA black brain is 109 times longer than the size of the Earth's core and compacted interior it. By compacting this long object, a curved space-time emerges and some properties of black holes emerge... It was published about a year ago, but attracted little attention until now. And apparently there's a likely explanation. What do you think it is? For what? Fluctuations in the magnetosphere? For, for why this, pap- this paper exists. It sounds like some guy came up with a mathematical model and he wanted to justify it post hoc by saying that, the, oh, well, you know, one possibility is this black hole. You got to think simpler. You got to think about people. It's a sting operation by people who want to see if... Uh, journal actually peer reviews the articles oh okay yeah so it's a bunch of bs 
That's just bullshit. Because <laughs> yeah. he says like, what's up with this? Uh, yeah. It says like by a real journal. So I mean, yeah. I mean, like so the journal actually screens. Is that actually a real journal though? The weird. Uh, it's a real journal. Thing? Yeah. Open okay. access Macedonian journal of medical sciences. Apparently they've been fooled before on these sting operations. Like I, I had to read the article to understand more, but nothing about it makes sense to me at all. That's the thing. I don't think, I don't think it's supposed to make sense. I'm not an astrophysicist, but I mean, I got like rudimentary understanding of how black holes formed and how they interact with stuff. Like there was just an article today about how Einstein's relativity was proved by, you know, anyways, about black holes. But yeah, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Like when he was talking about like the DNA stuff, it's like there wouldn't be enough mass to form anything from just like DNA form. Like why just DNA? Why not just mass? Like DNA is a small part of your mass. Like DNA is only found in life forms, but... It's such pure bullshit. It's like there's a point where you just stop analyzing. They are trolling, then. It's literal trolling. Yes, that's well. Kudos to them for actually submitting to the journal. See if they, because that's a great uh, litmus test. See if they, if you can just literally publish whatever. But I, you know, that's that's the thing is like I know what it's like to actually submit a peer-reviewed piece of literature for exercise physiology and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and anything related to biology or medical stuff. But I, I have no idea what it's like. When you Can we do a sting? Can we do a sting? Yeah, we should. We probably could because in physics, they just they just submit like a conjecture. That's what I was just talking about. I was like, a guy comes up with a mathematical model and it just makes sense on paper. And he's like, you know, if you have like six and a half dimensions, it works, you know, it just works. So then they send it in and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. It's like, it's like a thought experiment. And that's what they set, submit to the peer review for the physics journals. Like you can't do that for like, uh, medical stuff or like exercise stuff. So what's the what what genre would we try to pick then? Physics, I guess, because you can just just everything's just theoretical. I mean, that sounds like the easiest one. We need to do something that can somehow like promote Scott Cast too. Like uh, maybe anthropology, like an anthropology article being like, is there a giant civilization <laughs> under Detroit? Who knows. <laughs> And then you're, you're, you have like all these citations and they just take you to like yeah. this different Scott cast links, <laughs> just different episodes, different, different episode <laughs> clips and stuff like that. And it's like a gorilla marketing strategy for like, um, trying to get people like nobody, but see the only people who would actually do that are the, the, the people from the journal. So they would subscribe obviously to Scott cast. Well, he, well, what would happen is it would get picked up in the in the futurism articles and the internet webs. It would mm. get picked up as an article being like, "Look at this journal; they published some crazy Scottcast stuff," mm. you know. And then, boom! That's our that's how we grab people by the real raw esoteric, you know. I would read that. Interest. Like I love futurism articles, and then they're like they just kind of trail off. It's kind of like a big headliner, and then there's like some fluff paragraphs and then it's like, and that's it. That's pretty much it. There's nothing more to read. There's no links anywhere else. Just hey, cool idea. Right. So right. say we could go that far. And I'm, I'm really wishing I had read that, uh, that article or the actual article then. So I could just slowly realize that it was fucking, they're just trolling. I was happy that I could bring it to you. There's, there's just like three parts of that one sentence you said that just made no sense. And I was like, hop trying to piece it together. Like, how does that even fucking work? So all it would take is reading the abstract to know that this journal article was just total bullshit. But this... Maybe they just don't have that many articles to publish. I don't know. <laughs> There's different things. Like, I, I don't know how many theoretical physicists are out there, you know? Makes so, me want to, like, start a publication. Like, I'll I'll publish your science. Yeah. We'll publish anything. Yeah, we'll it's publish like the anything. National Empire of journals. It's <laughs> <laughs> still say it's peer-reviewed. It's just the peers who review it are shit. Right? No, I want the craziest theories. I want the most off-the-wall science journal. That's the kind of journal I want. We can round up some people who are like those obsessive types on the internet, the conspiracy theorists, those mm-hmm. kind of... And then we'll have them vet each article. Just think about the conspiracy theorists, though, sometimes. Just like, how do they all just... I all fit it together, you know? That's what... When you were talking about the black hole thing, that was just like a small s- sample of like... It's like you throw so much shit in there, you just don't... You're not even sure where to start. Like, what? Where did you even get there? And like, how does that fit with your worldview now? Like, imagine that you you hold within your, in, in your head, in, you know, in a, in a state of understanding, like 10 different conspiracy theorists, theories. Yeah. 
and you have to, and, 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 and the people love going into the minutia and studying the details. How do you hold all those and, and make them fit together in a cohesive universe? This doesn't make any sense. I got the answer for this. 70,000 years ago, we were but animals. And then a mutation in the brain. Cactake. Yeah. <laughs> you, you talked about sun sky, didn't you? Yeah. So I got, I'm trying to say it succinctly, but like, so a mutation in the brain caused us to have language, not just any old language, but language that could comprehend fictions. Fiction as in like a kind of a general term for just like a, like something we just create in our minds and like it's imaginary, but it's real. <laughs> it's a con- abstract thinking is what you're talking about. You're like on the thing, you're like, it's a fiction, like religion or money. I was like, it's a concept. <laughs> it's Conceptual thinking. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. But like, but it's the specifically making things up that we do. Like just completely invented things and then we can transfer that. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. Like love and justice and stuff like that. It's not something you can easily Made define. up bullshit. Yeah, that's what the world needs. So how does that relate to the... That's what makes us human? So that's so, what makes it human. But like it relates to this and conspiracy theories, theorists, because they just... So they're the truest humans then? They get, they're really good at making shit up? They're, yeah, they're just being human. They're just making stuff up and connecting yeah. it. They don't like the mainstream narrative, so they're going to make their own yeah. mythology. Unfortunately, if they delve deep enough into the mainstream narrative, they would be able to debunk all of their things. But, but it doesn't matter. That's not the point. That's not yeah. the point. Yeah. Like there's probably a million things about science that we're like 100% certain of that it's going to get disproved eventually. So ours might as well be as true as those crazy people who know that they're talking bullshit. But science, you can test your theories and conspiracy theories, you can't. Well, that's not the point. I, I'm not doubting science. I'm, uh, what I'm saying is it's completely different. Like, uh, mm. scientists aren't humans. Science is this weird cross of like trying to like make our fictions true. Yeah. You just test out, see if your bullshit stinks. Yeah. That happened like what, 200 years ago? When was science? Scientific revolution. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, 17th century, something like that. Damn. That's, that's nowhere. But the concepts of science have been around for longer. I was just talking sure. about the revolution. But like the way of thinking, I guess. The scientific method. That's my rant, I guess, for the day. Cool. That's crazy. That's crazy that they did that. I, I just, I'm just feeling like I missed out though, because I, I feel like me hearing it secondhand from you wasn't as good as if I would have read it and then come to a slow realization as I was reading it that like, this is this is bullshit. I mean, like, yeah, like if you were just perusing through a journal and then like you saw that, I mean, it also like goes to show like that thing's been in the, that's been out in public for like a year and only we're just now being like, hey, this is stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, like think if you think about it, like they haven't really been to the uh, center of the earth, but it's like, I also really haven't been to outside of our solar system, but you know, you just you go off our instruments, you read the instruments. It's like you're what you're flying and using that artificial horizon, and it's a good tool to use. But what if there actually is no horizon? You know, but you got to rely on your tools. You got to rely on what you can measure. Well, or you could just, who cares? Like, because not everybody has to be a scientist. So if you want to believe in conspiracy theories and enjoy your like little uh, mythologies you create in your head that gives you comfort, why not? Sure. Stay comfortable. I like being uncomfortable. Right. I mean, I like the, I like all the alien stuff, you know, like, uh, there's all sorts of alien UFO sightings mm-hmm. just everywhere all the time. It's like, I try to bring them up on Scottcast, but like, it's just all the time. It would be like insane if I brought it up every time. I just find them boring because it's like they happen all the time and it's like, there's not really a whole lot. Like you kind of, you call you watch the video so like, what do you get out of it? Because like, I will watch a video. It's like, oh yeah, I see a little speck on the side. It's like, well, mm-hmm. what, what am I supposed to get out of this? I don't know. Yeah, it's always like a speck or like a little glint or like a weird yeah. pattern in the sky. It's like, cool, bro. So like, um, I mean, it's cool to like, if you're if you're hyped up about aliens, you're like, there it is again. I don't know. Maybe it just gets you excited thinking about it. But I get excited thinking about aliens just not from a UFO in the sky, but just thinking about it from a theoretical standpoint of like, uh, look at the probabilities of whether or not life's out there in the universe and how many habitable, habitable plants there are and stuff like that. Using, using space logic. I like, I like the idea of UFOs because it could be aliens. It could be not aliens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's still like a UFO. 
Like it could be future people or past people, or it could be interdimensional people. Sure. Or yeah, angels or some something like that. Something crazy, like some some magical metaphysical being. Mm, Balrogs. Could be Balrog. Could be Gandalf. Gandalf was an angel. Point is it could be anything, and I prefer to have an open view on what it could be. And I write like a beautiful little little world to live in. And I live a charmed life and no one's hurt for it. I don't need to prove it. It's just my mythology. And it's what we do. I'm human. I like to construct it though with fun, concrete things that we already kind of know and then build up from there. It's more fun for me to world build than to just whip it out. I'm, you know, like you can have a magic system. It has to have rules, you know? That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, I, I mean, like, I feel like mine has like a, like a sensory, like a feel of rules. It's not so technical. Like but, Tolkien, um, which is like it's yeah. there, but you're not supposed to understand <laughs> it. But it, when you need it to do something, it's there, and it's and it's supposed to be esoteric and not well understood. That's what makes it magic. Yeah, like Gandalf does something, you're like, well, why can Gandalf do that? And you're like, well, because there's this rule. No, it's because it's Gandalf, and like, yeah, you know, like it's great for plot. <laughs> it's great for yeah. writing. <laughs> that's that's what I job. love. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I need cool. that freedom. I can't. Yeah. I can't handle world building. I guess. I, well, yeah. I, well, it's the soft world building, right? Or like, if I was building, like, I, I like, say, I want to write a sci-fi because we had no, uh, was it, um, Nano Rimo coming up? You know what that is? Oh yeah, National November. Everyone tries to write Writing a novel. Off. Yeah, everybody tries to write something. Well, you could write a script if you wanted to, for example. But you don't. You can write whatever you want. You can write poetry as yeah. long as you write something. So I was thinking about writing a, a sci-fi kind of thing, and I was thinking, wow, that'd be really fun to think of, like you know, another uh, hypothetical situation, but building off of the established principles we have, you know, like a hard, hard sci-fi, but you know, there's always going to be elements that are just magic. Cause if you go to a certain amount of advancement, like I don't want to write too far in the future because if the, if the technology is far enough advanced then to us, it's just magic anyways. You know, like if you took somebody, if you took somebody with a cell phone nowadays and went back in like, you know, 1200 uh, BC and then showed them like, Hey, look at my cell phone. <laughs> like, you know, it'd be, or even just a couple hundred years ago, you'd be like, this is magic. You know, nobody would believe that you can use Bluetooth and Wi-Fi and all this other shit. It'd just be magic to us. So I keep it close, close enough, like within a couple hundred years or whatever. But then I say like, you know, okay, what if humanity went out to colonize this world? And I, it's, it's for me, it's fun to construct using tools that I know work. And I, I have fun like poking holes in my own thing and saying like, oh, that didn't, wouldn't work because you got to think of how it interacts with that. So it's fun for me to fit it all together. You know, if you encountered aliens, what would they be like? You know, they're, they're a carbon-based life form or whatever. And like, what if we take something that's a staple in our, our physiology and we just remove it? Like, uh, what if they don't have a digestive system? You know, how would that change their culture? You know, what if they don't, they don't take a shit? <laughs> like, they just have a bathroom with just a bath in it? Like, what's that about? <laughs> like, how would they do it? I was like, what if, I, well, what I was thinking of is I was thinking about diffusion and I was watching this video about exoskeletons on insects. About why do exoskeleton, why do insects have an exoskeleton, but we have our skeleton on the inside and the advantages, pros and cons. And it explains why, you know, that concept of why we can't have giant insects. It was a really interesting video, but they, they were talking about when it was back in the dinosaurs time, I think there was like a higher atmospheric pressure or something like that. And the, they used to have these giant dragonflies. And the reason why they could have giant dragonflies is because there was a certain uh, partial pressure oxygen that would just drive in that oxygen into them through diffusions. Because in insects, they, they get everything like, everything kind of diffuses into them. It's not like how we get our uh, nutrients. I don't want to go too much in the video, but basically, I was so I was thinking, well, what if aliens had that same kind of thing? So they just they just excrete everything, like so that you eat something and then instead of pooping it out, you just uh, excrete it, like through diffusion. It's like it's like oh, magic dust floating away from you. Like what's that? And you're like, oh, that's our shit. <laughs> you know, like you see like these <laughs> mystical aliens and they got like this this phosphorescent glow to them. And it's just diffusing light, you know, in, in this spectacular magic dust. And you're like, what is that? Is that their aura? You're like, yeah, that's them. Uh, they're taking a dump on you constantly. <laughs> that sounds like something straight out of Rick and Morty. Like, I thought that that's fun. Like, it's fun. I like it. But it's like, it's like they have that, uh, they have that kind of vibe where it's like all the jokes are science based and then crude as well. Oh yeah, I need to watch Rick and Morty. I've watched like the first mm-hmm. few seasons, but that's why. Yeah, that's why a show like that's great is because you take like you just poke fun at 
So you take it to the nth level and you say, well, let's extrapolate this, like the what if scenarios. It's fun to think about. Yeah, I do like the what if scenarios. I guess I just don't get so de- uh, detailed with the technical things. I just, I want to get, I want to see the explosions. Let's, I'm a macro man. Jesus. What do huh? you just want to see CGI and explosions? And yeah. come on, man. Damn I'm it. a Michael Bay of what if scenarios. God damn it, Scott. <laughs> I'm a hypothetical Michael Bay. Maybe you're just like, you don't even care if like the explosions are cool or realistic. And so you just more like the B movie trauma, Michael. You're like, you just want that. You don't care if it's cheesy or not. You just want it. I just want it. You don't care if it looks good. You know, that uncanny valley, you like it when it's in the, you're you're nestled in that valley. Yeah. It's all about the value of like just getting immersed in a different world and being and surrendering to the will of that world. Like if it's too technical and it has to be perfect, like it's real, like you're like you're putting on a film camera, it's like it loses a, a bit of his escape value, I feel like to me. Like of course, when you're positing like you are, where you're like, oh, we're gonna be two hundred years ahead of it and like this thing shits dust. So that's fun. That's that's escapism. But I like that literally last night when I was watching the insect video, but I'm just, I don't know if that's gonna be in the thing. I was just saying like yeah, yeah. it's fun to think about stuff like that. You just say, Well, what if? And then you use all of your tools to try to and then yeah, how you that use tools and, and like I just like I just float there somehow. Mm. I just get I just get there because like so the hard sci-fi route. Yeah. I guess yeah, I guess I guess that's how we're gonna fantasy over sci-fi, right? Isn't that the yeah. two mm. distinctions? Yeah, but I mean fantasy can be so or sci-fi can be so fantastical in the future that it ends up being like fan fantasy. You know, like I was saying, the magic ends up being magic if you take it to the nth degree. I like that fine line where it's like you just go a little bit further. Yeah, I just know there's a flow chart somewhere that's like, are there elves? And then like, okay, I go this way. See you, David. Yeah, I got the elves. <laughs> I know what to do now. You can still you can still do that when you're world building. Like I just think world building is fun because it's a it, yeah. you have to have imagination. But then so you think like okay, well if the culture doesn't if they didn't have digestion, you know they'd have a whole different culture around. Like there wouldn't be space toilets. So when they're listening to your podcast, they'd be like, what is this? You know, but there's so many things that are evolved around. When you swear, you say, "Ah, oh, shit," you know, or like, I don't know. Wow, wow, you you really you really want to vamp on this no digestive system like train. <laughs> you can do anything. You can uh, take any body part really and just delete it and see what happens. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your motive operation <laughs> with writing. What if men didn't have nipples? Yeah, bat nipple verse. Enter the nipple verse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I put a little shout out for Master Charles in that last video I put out. I hope he, uh, I hope he stumbles upon it. Last like four, stumbles upon it. Last forty minutes is like, oh, I, I put it in there early enough that it was maybe uh, ten or fifteen it minutes. In. It was 30. thirty minutes in. Yeah, was it? Mm-hmm. Wow. Like, I, yeah, because I saw it in the contents, and I was like, I'm just gonna start. Here. <laughs> well, I was like, I was that, that was the. I always put a little Easter egg to see if Scott watches my videos. Like a, like the shower scene I put in the other one, I was like, you know, I don't know if like if Scott watches this and he doesn't mention the shower scene, I'd be a little bit alarmed. And then I put like something in there for Scott Science too. I put uh, what did I put in there? Oh, the God of Thunder or the 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 Mjolnir, the God of okay. Thunder for him. Put in there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have made it in there. Little little Easter eggs just to test your audience, your your most loyal fans. I got to see if you guys are still watching. That's fair. Sometimes I do that to Sabelle on Scottcast. Like I'll yeah. drop like a story that I told her on Scottcast like late in the episode. Like I've had a conversation with her, or, like a conjecture with her, and then like I'll try I'll throw it at one of you guys like late in an episode. Like specifically just cuz like oh. I know Sabelle would be yeah. perk her ears for that. Like this is what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Like a, I feel like yeah, you where guys does David go with this? Yeah. I'm sure that you guys have a lot of you should do that. You should have Sabelle hypotheticals that you bring up. Because okay. I'm sure all the time it's like Scott, yeah. But... Okay, here's here's the big drop for this one for Sabelle. Sabelle, get get a notebook uh, ready. Uh, we we have a notebook that of just my stupid quotes, but we're gonna use a different one for this. I think she has a notebook <laughs> of your stupid quotes. She has a notebook of it's really esoteric. It wouldn't work oh, on a podcast or something. Like it would just be in jokes between us, basically. But uh, yeah, she keeps like a like notebook of like stupid things I say during dinner and stuff like that. Uh, genius ideas, she calls them sometimes. But uh, I call them stupid things. Don't ever stop making that note. Those notes. <laughs> oh yeah. 
<laughs> so what so, is there's another notebook now that you're gonna make? But now we have to introduce another one. We're gonna have a whole okay. catalog of books for, for Scottcast and stuff. But this one's gonna be dedicated to Sabelle conjectures, Sabelle what ifs. <laughs> Idea she wants to posit to David and Ian and uh, me on the podcast. Yeah. Stuff to just throw out there. Yeah, separate from email bag, its own segment. Wow. We'll even give it its own music. And here it is. Why not? But, yeah, let's do it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Like, I was going to try and think of a pun there, but I was going to, I'm not going to go for it. You, you don't like my puns. Well, like you can do your, you can, you can mutter puns under your breath, but like, don't expect like interaction from them. I think that, I think that's the general pun rule for me. That's the general approach you should take as a pun person. You should just not really expect <laughs> a re- No reaction is probably worse than, any reaction like if you get a groan it's good if you get a applause it's good but if you get nothing it's like wait did, did you fucking hear it <laughs> did you hear that you you think of that you <laughs> i was i was starting to think like oh shit that should be my tactic then <laughs> just don't don't acknowledge it no that would just make it drawn on worse you shouldn't do that that's like that's like introducing purposeful awkwardness into a conversation so okay so let's check out this so more space news, by the way. Uh, so prepare your eardrums. Prepare your ass for it. Space news. Are you interested in finding aliens, David, like you just said? Hell yeah. Are you interested in, in using the tools of science to narrow it down? Uh, of course. NASA has released Planet Patrol, a website where you can assist in helping find out which planet holds alien life in the universe? Like habitable worlds or uh, like habitable world? Habitable yeah, world? I just pulled it up. I've never looked at it before. Yeah, that sounds right. Part of the course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be honest more than anything with Scott Cass. <laughs> yeah, a little less honest. Just play it off. Like you're, you know. But what do you think, David? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Are so, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Yeah, I haven't read the article. That was you. That was your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sold the premise like a boss. <laughs> now we're sold on the premise. Let's let's just wait in. <laughs> and like a evangelical on TV, you're like, "Are you ready to feel the power, Christ? Are you ready?" For- oh, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you. I don't know what the, I don't. Know, I was hoping you had. Something. I got nothing. I've, I've actually read never it. read I, this book. Uh, let me. Uh... <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that one too. Wow. Was How many like, columns do you guys need? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These are just a bunch of stories. What? There's four columns on each page. It's stupid. <laughs> That's like grammatic, not even grammatically correct. This is terrible. Why is everything numbered? <laughs> I got to be honest with you guys. Okay. So this Planet Patrol website, it has goals. Yeah. It wants people to find planets that are habitable and planets that may have life already. They already have things out there where you can like search the night sky already. There's already like, um, all right. So here's the part. So you will help find trans transiting exoplanet systems that confuse automated algorithms. So this is something that only humans can do. All you have to do is just like, um, if you're just looking at the brightness as it goes by the algorithm should be able to pick that up. Our goals are to visually inspect images corresponding to thousands of test planet candidates as produced by planet searching methods and weed out those images that are contaminated by instrument and or astrophysical artifacts. Wow. So like, here's, I guess my take on it is like, they're going to, they're going to train all these nerds to find stuff. <laughs> like, like you're, you think it's exciting, but like, okay, watch, did you scroll down to like where they, they tell you how to detect a false positive? This is really monotonous shit. You're looking at low pixelated picture, like low resolution pixelated images of the night sky. And you're like, okay, well, if these dots are this color, if these squares are this color compared to these squares, that means that you got a positive. But if you got it, you know, if it looks different, that's a false positive. It seems, it just seems like machine learning would be better at this than a human would be like this monotonous right. work. Like fix your fucking algorithm. <laughs> it's not that exciting. It's not like uh it's like a complicated captcha. Are these volunteers too? Like, yeah. Zooniverse is apparently this website that aggregates projects for people who need like that personal touch. 
for their science. Do this monotonous work that may yeah. or may not pay off. It's like we could find an exoplanet, but also we can't go there yet. Wow, what a uh and you're not gonna get paid for it. Like I, I I get it sometimes when like you know those projects where you can like loan out loan out your computer to use its processing power for big projects, like a big supercomputer. Yeah. But this seems extremely monotonous. It's like a really shitty video game that you might never win. <laughs> That's my take on it. It's like, do you want to feel like you have the worst job in the world and not get paid? <laughs> <laughs> and possibly never get any real tangible result from it? Yeah. Well, sign up here. Bring your Zoom. Do you want all your work to be meaningless as soon as the algorithm gets a little bit better? A little bit better. Exactly. <laughs> like, why don't you just fix your algorithm? Like all the hundreds of man hours that are going to go into this versus maybe you could just figure it out how to track those dots a little better. Use um, some neural networks. Use some something out of the Teslas, you know? Say, hey, can we use your back? Because apparently Tesla's redoing their whole neural network. Like, can we have your old neural network that detects stuff for roads? And can you just use it for the stars? Did you know that they found out how to like look at the color of dinosaur feathers? They take a microscope and they zoom in on melanosomes. Melanosomes? Melanosomes? I don't know how to say it. I got to figure it out. Um, like it's like something melanin. melanin. Yeah. It's melanocyte something... does that in your body. So a melanosome sounds like something that's within a melanocyte. Yeah, probably. And like, probably uh, an organelle within it. Yeah. By like the shape of it, he can like, they could determine like if it was like a ginger feather mm. or uh, if it was a white feather. And they found like this striped pattern. And then it was like really cool. It was like a, it was like a, inverse tiger with like uh, white stripes and it was like a sweet little raptor inverse tiger raptor so did they did they but when so did they uh, not corroborate yeah corroborate but did they correlate those same uh, melanosomes that are in modern animals and compare it to that like how would they know that yeah yeah. yeah, because it works this way now they assume it works that same way like with that same chemistry. It's interesting though, because sometimes you can look at the shape, the shape of something might be the exact same and then it's just, you get th- totally thrown off. Like they could Maybe. have been used totally different. Yeah. But it's interesting to think about it. That's the, I mean, that's the best theory that they have at the time. That's, that's just great about it. We won't know until they have that time machine. You can just go back and just pop in there real quick. Be like, yep. Got, <laughs> like a, it's like a bingo sheet. You're like, oh, look it. We got the, uh, what did we get right? And you're like, Tiger, tiger rafters, got it. Check off, check off. <laughs> and then you right. just see who actually, how many, how many of the uh, conjectures were actually right. You know, some feature on the T-Rex, you know, like, yep, got that. Cause I know that that's been tossed around how big it was and how, how big its legs were versus its head. And to, to date though, it's known as the animal with the strongest bite force mm. ever, reco- ever in history. Recorded somebody's name. <laughs> they recorded it. Oh yeah, this is another one of those time machine measurements. <laughs> yeah, they go back there real quick and like, yeah, that's see, that's what people are going to do in the future when they have the time machine. They're just they're not going to use it for like they, they they're not allowed to change anything. So you just go back and you can like see stuff, but you can't interact with it. That's probably how the laws will work. You can go back and you can watch it like a movie, but you can't fuck with it. It's like mm-hmm. a it's like a CD. <clears throat> You can you can read it, but you can't write over it. Read only, <laughs> read only CDs that they had. Yeah, read only time travel. Yeah, so it's read only time travel. That'd be awesome. Episode title: I'm switching it. I, I know. I was about to say that too. I didn't know if I, I, didn't know if I had. To. I thought if I say it, it would move, it, you would not use it. So. No, read only time travel is awesome. <laughs> that would be great because then you could go back and you could just you know shoot the shit. You have crack a few beers. You're watching the dinos. I mean, that'd be awesome. I would get addicted to that. Like that would be like my like like Netflix binging would be like just going back into time being like, yeah, let's just go watch Charlie Chaplin like actually, you ever heard of that show called Devs? That's kind of what they figure they they pick up on the vibrations of the universe and they kind of know the answer to everything and that's one of the things is like, well, spoiler if anybody's going to watch a show, it's not like I, I only watched like the first couple episodes, but still. Um, it's like within the first couple of episodes, you find out they can like view back into the past, but there's the vibrations of the universe or whatever they kind of pick up on and they go back and they're like, they listen to this guy plays an audio clip and it's like this guy talking in like Aramaic or something like that. And you're like, 
what is this sound clip we're hearing? He's like, that's Jesus talking. And they're all like, whoa, that's fucking Jesus Christ. And then, you know, then they're, they're all flipping out about it. So it's kind of like that, actually. Oh, where okay. you can go back, but I don't think that's the main point of the show. But it, that I would just take that part, that, that part alone. That would be a great, like, VR, like a VR experience where you, you just kind of, you pick up on the you know the the late reverb and you just kind of rewind time back so you can rewatch it again like kind of re, re, rewinding a vcr i would still like keep it like as a non-vr experience like i would make it like a like a netflix show some guy give me give me a cut up i, I still want my structure you know what i'm saying i don't know about yeah. too much with the travel well maybe i do i don't know because i like sim city and i like to go in and like follow the little mm-hmm. idiots around I think the VR would be cool. Just like, I don't know about VR though. Is that immersive factor? Yeah. I don't, well, you want to be there in with the dinos. I mean, it's kind of like a 3d mm-hmm. experience where they pop mm-hmm. out at you. No, I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, I'm like Alan Grant. I'm like the astronomer type versus the astronaut. I want to look from afar. I don't want to go into the fray. Yeah. You don't want the matrix experience. No, 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 no. <laughs> Enter the dino matrix. Yeah. <laughs> Enter the matrix. Yeah. Now I want to view that shit from afar. Yeah. And the safety and comfort of my home. If I never leave this place right now, I'll be fine. So you'd like, if you were to go to Jurassic Park, you'd want to see the the animals behind the cages. You wouldn't want to see them yeah. up close. No petting zoo. Yeah. I, I, I'd be hesitant to even do the helicopter ride. <laughs> You're like, no, no, I'll watch <laughs> it. I'll stream it, stream it from, <laughs> yeah. stream it from home. Yeah, because zoos get the webcams with the streams. That would be sweet. I would just watch the Jurassic World webcams. Why didn't they just let it um, set up a bunch of cameras on there and some drones and shit? People had to see it in person. It's like, come on, man. There we you got go. HD webcams. You're sitting back. It's like watching the Super Bowl. It's like watching uh, watching a, a sporting event nowadays. You got better camera angles uh, than if you attended it yourself. You're up in the nosebleeds. You can't see yeah. shit. You're like, where's the T-Rex? I can't see. He's hiding behind the tree. It's like, ah. It's like when you go to the zoo, then the animal, animals are never out. So that's the perfect solution, though. Drones that you can control from your home where you can just tour the park. It's like, and sometimes, like, yeah, the dinosaurs eat the drones. Sometimes you dangle a little meat from them. It's a little, like a little Hunger Games, but you know, where they have the packages that they drop down, except you just give it to the dinos and you see, it's, it, you make the dinos fight each other based off the food supply that you drop. Oh, man. Like a fucking battle royale. <laughs> Like a, it's a bloodbath, like in the Hunger Games, except instead of people, it's dinos. I could say, yeah, I'd watch that. They're actually literally just, yeah, fighting for food. They already, they already kind of do that, but I mean, like to capture it on camera. I mean, you want to script that thing. You want to make sure they have those, right? Bring them together. Get some prima donna dinosaurs in there to be like, like the drama stars, drama stars. Such a prima donna, prima donnasaurus. Prima Donosaurus. <laughs> Why not? It's like reality TV show. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Keeping up with the fucking Stiggy Mullocks. Keeping up with the Kardashians. They're, they're quitting. Are they? Yeah. Well, I didn't even know if they were so run. I, I never actually. I've never watched the show. I have no idea. I don't even know where I would watch it. It's true. Where is it? Like, who, I don't like, know. How do people, what the fuck is such a big show? But it's like, what the how fuck is How do people still it? watch TV? <laughs> I don't even watch regular channels anymore. What is this? If it's not on YouTube, I don't know what it is. Is it on MTV? It's got to be an MTV show, right? That's an MTV kind of show. It could be like, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, hey, whatever. Do you want to put a bet on like, let's do like a, like a, like a $1 bet next time we hang out? Like, what network is the Kardashians on? <laughs> I'm thinking like MTV. I'm gonna guess it's not it's not on the original network anymore. I bet it got picked up by another network, and I'm guessing that network is like something like Bravo or something like that. They do all like the Real Housewives shit, so why wouldn't they do that show too? Oh, it's on the E Network. Ah. It's on the E Network. I thought that was only on. a news thing. I mean, last time I watched E was like 1999. <laughs> what did they do? What did they do that that was their big thing? They don't really do anymore. I don't know. I don't have many memories when it comes to entertainment gossip news. If people are upset with our lack of Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian legacy, they should write in and let right. us know what we're missing out on. Yeah, tell me, tell me how I can praise Kim Kardashian correctly. She's not even that pretty. Like Chloe's 
Chloe's really the one that's really pretty. Like, she's well, I'm not about to comment on a on a woman's looks over here on public. This is this is an intellectual broadcast. One time I hear about the show is like, oh, well, actually, so and so is actually, you know, and that's why I buy their products. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> so no matter what, the Kardashians win. Like, who cares which one is your favorite? You're just gonna buy their shit. You know, they all they all profit. That's why they're all like billionaires. Yeah, they're they're making it work for them. Chloe Kardashian was, was like supposed to be a billionaire, but then she like misreported stuff. And then she was like, only made 850 million. It was like, right? What a plebe. Douche. Jesus. Why don't you make some real cash and come back to us? Yeah, when you're making them Scott coins, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so rich in Scott Cast City. Have you noticed Are that? You? I haven't checked in a while. Yeah, I've got like 6,000 Scott coins. Ooh, that's the one that you got of all the clips. Is this being recorded? I know. A fantastic sound effect. Space dust people would not appreciate that. They'd be like, I don't know what a fart is. I don't have an asshole. <laughs> right? Did you sit in a leather chair? What's going on? <laughs> is that a whoopee cushion? What is that? Yeah. I, it sounded like you were driving and then you sat on a leather chair. Yeah, that guy's a real deflated whoopee cushion, if you know what I'm saying. Real asshole. Right. They always have a totally different vocabulary for swearing. It would be based off of defecation. Can you imagine our society, how different it would be? Young Jamie, can you bring up that video of that deer taking a shit out? <laughs> That's all the Joe Rogan, uh, Joe Rogan reference there. Well, man... What did we learn today? There it is. Well, I don't really have an answer for you, Scott. I just was reminded <laughs> you to uh, ask the question. <laughs> well, we got to think back to the beginning. That's true. What were we talking about in the beginning? I know we were just talking about I know we talked about two space news segments. One of yeah, them was, was a troll, and the other one was just uh, a horrible existence. You should... I kind of like the first one better just because the second one is so like existential dread. I did like what? our dino discussion. Oh yeah. What was the what was the first thing we talked about though? That's a great question. Damn, we have talked we a little bit up? about Hamtramck Avengers and Hello Bitches. Did you ever uh did I ever tell you that I named my uh smart speaker Pip? That's nice. Yeah, my Google Home device. Its name is Pip when you pull it up on the Bluetooth menu. I had just gotten it for free from YouTube. They sent it to me. I was like, what do I name this thing? When I have something that's like a small little thing. God, what do you... I was like, a pip. I wish I could machine. call it pip. A little pip talk. Talk to my pip. pip talker. A little pippy long stocking. So just say, hey, pip, how's it going? And then it says, I'm good. Yeah, but it doesn't. So Google, jackass. They should let you reprogram it to give it your own name. Right? I've been saying that all along. There are some open be- source assistants that you can do stuff like that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But like probably people would just do the Pokemon thing where they say, "Hey, what's your name?" Shithead, be like, "Hey, shithead, <laughs> shithead." That's great that you're here, you know. Like, and they want them. They want everyone to say their brand name all the time too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I learned today. I'm not sure I learned much of anything either, other than that you can spam journals, like yeah. respected academic journals. And get whatever you want published as scientific uh, rigor. Possibly. We haven't seen that. Like, how long has that been out? A year. Oh, has it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that just small time journals. I mean, come on. It's not like they published it in science, you know, or nature. <laughs> if any of those, any of those journals that just have like one letter, then they're like, they're the, they're the badass journals, you know. One word, you mean? One well, yeah, no, one letter. I'm talking about the next level. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is brought to you by the letter B. What the fucking fuck? Sesame Street journals? Yeah, it's the B news. Sneaky D journal. Sneaky D journal. Oh, oh, that's what we got to set up though. We're gonna set up our own oh, journal of esoteric science news. Yes, we did learn that we're gonna attempt to see if the system is valid. If not, we're gonna rage against it. Yes. Bring down the journal system with <laughs> crumbling to its knees. Yes, it will bow before Scottcast, and Scottcast will be the correct fiction across all of existence. 
I imagine Scottcast City will have maybe a hundred, hundred fifty people in it when all else is lost and we're the last Homo sapiens. I imagine we will evolve. Yeah, it's called incest. It's, it's a little bit kind of. Don't get into <laughs> 150 people. Kinda. Can we make a thousand? This is this is a good place not to get into the technical details. <laughs> world building and world building. But it's a uh, Homo Benedictique. Homo Benedictique. There it is. Homo Benedictique. It is the blessed man. Where Homo sapien oh. is wise man. Homo erectus is erect man. Upright man. <laughs> erect man. The word for upright. Oh, it's also the word for erect. I'm not the one who made Latin, okay? Are you not? No, I didn't make Latin. I'm just, I'm just playing by the rules. So that's the name of your new species is going. Yeah, to that's be... that's what Scott Castigators are in the future when they're wow. following the last human who has evolved to Homo Deus, as described by Yuval Harris in his uh, landmark book, the sequel to Sapiens. Homo Deus. Okay, so that ties into what we learned today? Um, no. Uh, are we going to wrap this one up? Yeah, no, Let's wrap this one up. It was so, it's so long winded. We don't remember what we talked about at the beginning. We don't remember how to recap it. I, mean, we, I had fun. I know we talked about some fun shit. This just in. Scott and David get off track a lot. It happens. Shit happens, but space, space, us people, they don't know what that means either. From all of us at the Super Colorful Original Telecommunicated Transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, we bid the adieu. See you later, Scottcastigators. <laughs>